Hump Day Hoops every Wednesday, 3.30. We're talking ACC basketball. Uh, that's what we're doing. To get your mind out of the gutter again, Dennis Cox. What are you talking about? I'm just worried about this light flickering ahead of me. Actually, I'll, I'll pose the question to you first. And okay. f- feel free to – to. I mean, you don't got to just give a name. You can You can explain why. Who's the best basketball coach in the ACC? Right now? Right now. Are we def- how are we defining before you answer that? Okay, ha ha ha. I was gonna I was gonna hit you with the cutoff anyway. Uh, I think it's an interesting time to ask that question uh, for two reasons. One, this is the part of the season where it matters the most, right? We talked about uh, what was it Tuesday night, Monday night? They all bleed together. Yeah. Uh, they had the fourteen ACC games against lesser opponents. Probably that was Monday. Mo- night. It was Monday night. I I, I was gonna get there. Um, and right, the, one of the big conversations we had yesterday reacting to those games was none of these teams are what they hope to be three months from now, right? If, if, if Wake was a little slow off the jump against Elon, if uh, UNC was in a, a back-and-forth battle with Radford up until almost halftime, like it's not going to scare me because these teams expect to be much, much better three months from now. A lot of that comes from the coach. Right, which coach is going to push the right buttons, pull the right strings? Which coach is going to make the right adjustments, put the players in the right rotations? Which coach is going to be the best coach from now until three, four months from now when the games matter a whole bunch more? Who's the best coach in the ACC? And and the other reason why I think it's an interesting time to ask that question is because if you just go back five years, it was, you know, choosing between steak and lobster, right? It, it was a personal preference thing. Yeah, is it Coach K? Is it Roy Williams? And and if you were like a your, your wacky friend, right, the friend that's always got to be different, Mike Bray, uh, uh, Jim Beheim, go back a little bit further when when Maryland was still in the ACC, Gary Williams, and and it's like, all right, those are weird answers, but there's not really a wrong answer in the bunch. Well, just all of those guys are gone, <laughs> all of them. So so now it's this this vacancy, right? It's it's in the game of thrones of ACC coaches, the the throne is vacated right now and there's a whole bunch of people trying to claim it. And yes, that is a game of thrones reference from someone that did not watch the show and did not enjoy the show. Uh we can have that argument a whole other, a whole other day, but I gave it a good try. Okay, that's fair. Hey, you gave it a shot. Watched a season plus two episodes. That is 12 hours of my life I am not getting back. Uh but in the the vein of that, if there is a, the the throne where you are the the best coach in the ACC, I think there's probably three or four or five or six coaches that think they have a claim to it. And luckily, they don't have to like you know battle their armies to the death. Or I see, I only watched the first twelve episodes. I don't know how it goes on oh, after you that. Missed a lot. Uh, <laughs> I've been told. Um, Never mind. I'm not. I'm. I. I so desperately want to go down that path, but I'm not going to. Uh, instead, they get to play it out on the basketball court, and we get to watch. So, Tony Bennett, hmm. only coach in the ACC with the national championship. Fair. John Shire, easily the best recruiting coach in the ACC, and he's proven that very quickly. In terms of recruiting freshmen, yes. True. Transfer portal, different story. Much different story. Hubert Davis has been in the championship game, the national championship game, 50% of the, the seasons he's coached. 
he's going to focus on that. Yeah. His his uh, promoters are going to focus on that during mm-hmm. this conversation and not that he's missed the tournament in 50% of the, the seasons he's coached. But again, 50% in the national championship game. Leonard Hamilton, Jim Laranega, if you're just about experience, those guys have it. Laranega's been to the Final Four with two different programs. Pretty tough to do. Yeah. One might say Leonard Hamilton's best chance at a national championship was cut short due to, due to COVID. Yeah, uh, but, but very true. Florida State cranks out a lot of NBA players, way more than you think. Now, all of those teams and all of the others, right? You, you can – Kevin Keats, and, and, and you can go on and on. Capel. Uh, Jeff Capel, uh, and, and there's many – Brownell, there, there, there's a billion different names you could go to. Or actually, there's specifically 15 different names you could go to. But there's a lot of them is what I'm saying. Uh, and they all hope their teams are significantly better three or four months from now. And they're the ones tasked with, with orchestrating that. So who's the best coach in the ACC, Dennis Cox? I think right now you have to give it to Tony Bennett. I agree. But, again, we're basing this off of – now here's kind of the caveat. Are we talking about, like, who's, like, the best in-game coach in terms of adjustments, managing bench, and those, you know, situational play? Because that's different than, obviously, the other stuff that comes outside yeah, of it with recruiting and things like that. So how are you defining basketball coach? Or is it all encompassing? I was going to say, I don't want to define it. This this okay. frustrates me in the GOAT debates when, when people Mass, go – I don't do GOAT debates. But what? Yes, I don't do GOAT debates. Well, I'm just, like, it frustrates me when someone says, like – uh, you know, the, the GOAT debate starts, and I'm already exhausted by it, right? Yeah. The LeBron, Jordan, Kareem, all the names are brought up. And then uh, there's always someone that tries to be the peacemaker that goes like, uh, you know, Jordan's the best, LeBron's the best all around, Kobe's the best scorer, Russell's the best winner, and it goes, and I'm like, well, all of those are answering different questions. Mm-hmm. All I want is who's the best, and, and give me your opinion. So who's the best coach in the ACC? Right now, Tony Bennett. I agree. He's the most accomplished. That's not what I'm asking. I'm yeah. asking who's the best coach. You keep trying to throw caveats. <laughs> he's the he's the most he's got the best resume. That's not what I'm asking. I'd say Bennett right now just because not everyone else in the conference is proven because so many have left. Because Keats True. still has something to prove. Like True. Davis, Shire, Capel all still have something to prove. Tony Bennett's been there and done it. Okay, so so let me ask the question in a slightly different way. Okay. Uh, Dennis Cox University. Okay. Also known as DCU, which is kind of interesting. Imagine that. Uh, Dennis Cox University is, is you're the president, you're the hire, you're the athletic director, you're the, you're the decision maker. You have to hire a basketball coach. Mm -hmm. All 15 ACC coaches, contracts are up and they're free agents. Nobody else in the world is available. You have to pick between the 15. Who are are you? Are you picking Tony Bennett? No. Who are you picking? Shire. I think that's I think that's a better answer to the question. Right? Yeah. I if if, if it's it's the whole like um oh I think so and so is the best driver. It's like, yeah, well, what if your kid was in the backseat? Ooh, never mind. I want <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, then that's the person you think is the best driver. You well, know what I again, mean? Again, it's like at this moment, it's Bennett. But in five years from now, I might have a different answer. Like, who do I want for the next five years versus who's do- who's doing it right now? Because I'm basically saying, Bennett's been there and done it, but I think over the next five years, probably Shire. I mean, and by the way, similarly to how, you know, when you point out Hubert Davis has been to uh, the NCAA championship game in 50% of his seasons, he's yeah. also, you have to also point out that he, he's missed the tournament in 50% of his seasons. Tony Bennett, one year, finishes the national champion. 
one year he finished as the top overall seed, losing to a 16 seed. That's true. So there, there's he hits both ends of the spectrum of being <laughs> very elite, much being an elite program. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. I, I I agree with you that I think Tony Bennett is the best coach right now. I think there's a couple in the next five years that could pass him. But I also, and this is, I say this lovingly. I've covered Tony Bennett. I would never hire him to be my coach because the way that he coaches makes me want to tear my eyeballs out occasionally. Well, there's yeah, well, there's <laughs> that back the line, style of play, that line defense. That's different. I'd be like, wait, I'm as you know, Tim Donnelly University. If I have to be at these games and I have to be cheering them on, I'm I'm gonna need a, a little little bit more entertainment value there, Tony. But uh, but I I think we actually we're we're, we're not disagreeing as much as as we are agreeing on on the way we've had this conversation. <laughs> When it comes to the ACC football teams right here in the state of North Carolina, what are you most confident in? What are you most most concerned about? As always, we start in reverse order of our uh, podium from earlier in the week. So Wake Forest was off the podium. We start with them. Uh, And as always, I got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? Give me the bad news. Dennis, what are you most concerned about when it comes to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons? This offense cannot move the ball and, cons- and and score consistently. It's simple as that. Their offense, it's putrid right now. You're barely getting to 20 points. I'm I'm similar. My concern is the quarterback play. Yeah. And this, yeah, I, I love a good analogy, right? To me, solid quarterback play is it's kind of like <laughs> come with me on this journey. It's like not having a stuffy nose, especially for Wake Forest, right? For for ten years, I mean, even further back, right? They've had so bad, so much quality, just solid quarterback play. Whether it's uh, Hartman, I mean, going all the way back to like Skinner, like th- th- they've just been solid for so long, and and that's like having a clear nasal cavity, like you're just breathing fine. You don't really think about it that much, right? You're never like, I'm really appreciative that I don't have a stuffy nose. But then when you have a stuffy nose, what happens? It's all you can think about, right? When you can't breathe and it's it's just all you can think about. So it's it's Wake Forest went, you know, decade plus of just solid quarterback play. Now that they don't, it's like, man. And guess what? As soon as you get solid quarterback play, you you completely go back to just like expecting it forever, right? Just like as soon as your your cold clears up, you're like, I'm never gonna get sick again. This is fantastic. I am this is lovely. And you never think about it. I'm concerned about their quarterback play, and it's been a while since Wake had that problem. What are you confident in? Not much. I'm not, really not there. There's not nothing. Much? Is that nothing or is it not much? I think the only confidence I have for them is this weekend is that they're playing at home. That's it. <laughs> like I'm I'm being dead serious right now because there's not a whole lot about what this team has done so far this season that really gives me much confidence at all. Because look at the the wins that they have. Okay, you beat Elon to start the season. You beat a bad Vanderbilt team. You barely squeaked by ODU, and you also have a win against Pitt. Like, that's it. That's it. My like you lost to Virginia Tech. <laughs> Virginia Tech was in the running for an ACC championship game appearance. Yeah, well, was uh, keyword was. My confidence is Jamal Banks. Okay, wide receiver. He's ninth in the ACC in receiving yards, uh, and has a bunch of highlight plays, like impressive catches and those sorts of things. But I think you have to take context into play and say 
I mean, he's he's shuffling through quarterbacks at a at a pretty ridiculous level, um, and none of them are playing at a super high level right now, at least statistically. So the fact that he's putting up a top ten season in the ACC in receiving yards while dealing with that gives me some confidence in him. Uh, next up, University of North Carolina Chapel Hill concern. I'll start this one. Okay, motivation. Mm. They had lofty goals not long ago. We're talking of the national variety. Now they have to stay motivated and play well enough to be there waiting for an opportunity if Louisville falters to jump into the ACC championship game. That's a very different motivation. On top of that, you're playing Duke with the their third-string quarterback. That's not exactly like, hey, we better bring our A game. I'm worried about their motivation even more so after we saw them not show up ready to play against UVA and Georgia Tech. So it's not like this team you know, has given us no reason to question their readiness. Okay, my concern similar. Where, what's their headspace at right now? After those back-to-back losses to Virginia and Georgia Tech that you mentioned, but they came out kind of flat mm-hmm. against Campbell as well. What's their headspace right now? Going into senior day against your rival from right up the road. By the way, that Campbell game is very much one you have to watch. Yeah. Because if you just box score check, 59 to 7, four touchdowns for Drake May, 150 yards for for Amari and Hampton. It's it's two touchdowns for Tez Walker. It's just like, yep, smashed it like I thought. Let's move on. But then you go back, and even if you just watch the highlights of the game, it's like, why do the highlights start almost at halftime? (laughs) What happened to the first part of the game? It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That is what happened. Because Campbell was lining up for a field goal to make it 14-10 in the middle part of the second quarter. And a lot of people in those those stands were like, what is is going on here? Mm -hmm. What's your confidence? My confidence, they can score. (laughs) This team can score. It's simple as that. Their their offense uh, can beat you in multiple ways. The fact that they can obviously – Beat you with Tez Walker. Drake May can not only beat you with his arm and his legs, but Hampton running the ball. And he's got a good complimentary back with him in terms of British Brooks. Those guys are a good one-two punch together. This offense has been scoring pretty much for the most part all season long. Yeah, mine's Drake May. Yeah. Uh, And he's like, when we talk about motivation, Mm -hmm. uh, individually, he's still, I would assume, wants to be the number one overall pick. I assume has some records he wants to chase. I would assume he's internally motivated anyway because you don't become a player like him without being internally motivated. I'm very confident that he will continue to be uh, impressive and one of the the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the country. Uh, Confident in Drake May. Uh, Let's jump to Duke. They were our silver medalist this week, winning last Thursday. So they've had some time to to get ready for this one. Uh, What are you concerned about when it comes to Duke? You're starting your third-string quarterback. Mine is literally Grayson Loftus. You're starting Grayson Loftus, your third-string quarterback. This is not against nothing against him, but he's a true freshman. Mm-hmm. Hey, kid, you're making your second career start. By the way, you got to go on the road to your rival, North Carolina. And you completed seven passes. It's it's such a – I mean, we're seeing it in the NFL, right, with with Bryce Young in Carolina. We're seeing it in the NFL. They're about to have – by the way, if, if DeVito starts for the Giants – 10 rookie quarterbacks will have started this year in the NFL. And we've seen some very, very good handling of young quarterbacks, some completely botched handling of young quarterbacks in the NFL. And guess what? They have 
massive staffs that are paid to make sure that they handle it well. And I'm not saying college doesn't, but I'm saying they have massive staffs and they're dealing, when you start a freshman, you're dealing with a 18, 19 year old. That's different. And, and not the, you know, the draft picked variety. It could be whatever recruit you were able to get. Mm-hmm. And, and they're also getting used to class and they're also getting used to living away from home. And they're also used to so, getting used to so much else. Grayson Loftus is, is dealing with it. It's yeah. tough. And if you told me Mike Elko was an offensive mind at the level of his, what I believe his defensive mind is, I'd go, oh, he's going to handle Grayson Loftus perfectly. Uh, but, and this isn't a disrespect to Duke's offensive coaches. It's just, I'm that high on Mike Elko. Uh, it's just, it's it's a really, really tough situation for Grayson uh, Loftus to step into. And like you mentioned, it's a rivalry game. I mean, even that is buckle up, right? Even that is different. It's like playing your first postseason game. It's just a different speed. Uh, I kind of hinted at it, so I'll get my confidence out of the way. Okay. Confident in Mike Elko's defensive mind. Okay. I think, you know, with everything we said about how Drake May and that offense can score and they have the ability, I'm confident Mike Elko is going to have something for him. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to, you know, hold him to nine points or anything like that. But I'm confident he'll have something for them that either they haven't seen or that he knows they struggle with, and and he'll make them earn whatever offensive firepower they put out. My confidence is their ability to control the line of scrimmage, and I think this matchup favors them, especially running the football, because sometimes we've seen North Carolina's front not get the pressure that you would expect them to get, especially the way they started the season with that big, big start against South Carolina. The defensive front hasn't been very strong for North Carolina lately. And I think, like you talk about, the defensive front for for Duke can really get a lot of pressure, I think, on Drake May. But I expect a heavy dose of the run game. If Duke can can shrink the game, shorten the game by, by ball control, and they can keep it within a possession, you keep Drake May off the field, I think their ability to control the line is scrimmage. Let's jump to NC State here. Uh, they were our gold medalist after their victory over Miami. Defense played great. Uh, I'll give you what I'm concerned with. Okay. I have absolutely no clue how MJ Morris electing to redshirt is going to affect like the buy-in, just the the uh, the collective feelings in that locker room. I have no clue because I've never seen it happen before. I've never seen a quarterback in the middle of a season just say, "Coach." I don't want to play the rest of the year. And and it might start happening more in college football now that we have kind of the setup we have, but I don't know how that that impacts things. Like I do know a locker room is at times like the like the hardiest place, like the sturdiest place in the world, right? You can you can there's insults and jokes and fights that can happen in a locker room that will not throw anything off, right? It's like mm-hmm. cool, we're good. We'll see you on Monday. Like it just it's it's very very sturdy but it also like the ph balance needs to be if it gets thrown off it's very difficult to get back in there so i I just don't know and and that's that type of unknown is concerning for me my concern is how is the offense going to look with brennan armstrong back at quarterback are we going to see the offensive play calling that we saw before morris came in or the different creative ways that we're seeing Casey Concepcion get the ball. How's Robert and I going to call the offense now that he has Brennan Armstrong back in? By the way, if you want more NC State football talk, including an answer to that question Dennis just asked, check out Pack Therapy podcast can be found everywhere podcasts can be found. Myself and Mike Glennon reacted yesterday 
to uh, all of the the MJ Morris and Brennan Armstrong elements of that situation. And tonight we're recording with a a certain former NC State running back who uh, it's Naheem Hines. I don't know. Oh, okay, don't, you can just say Naheem Hines. I was Hines. gonna I was gonna go like he returned two kicks for the. the it's Naeem Hines. Yeah. Uh, we're recording with him tonight, so expect that later on this week. Uh, what's your concern – or, sorry, what's your confidence for NC State? My confidence is that you're going to see a rejuvenated Brennan Armstrong because I think he's going to look at these last three games, or four if you count the bowl game, and say, you know what? I get a second chance at this because this is probably going to be his last year playing competitive football. I mean, unless he ends up playing maybe in a USFL-XFL combo or something along those lines. But playing, like, legit competitive football, this is it. And he knows that. And he knows, like, you know what? I get a second shot at this thing. I think you might get his, the best version of Brendan Armstrong. My confidence is Casey Concepcion. I think at this point he's quarterback proof. The The plays he's made have not been off of wildly difficult throws. They've been a lot of manufactured touches, screens, speed sweeps, jet sweeps, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you know, basic ins, slants, outs. I'm pretty sure that Brennan Armstrong can make a lot of those plays, uh, if not all of those plays. So I, I think he's he's pretty much quarterback proof, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do over the last three games of the season. 